Welcome back to the Unplanned Plan with Jamie and Max. Max and Jamie, we'll figure it out one of these weeks, which way yep. sounds better. Um, welcome back to a little bit more of a normal, well, a normal one compared to last week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't listened to it yet, then go check it out. It was a special with Tom Crossland, um, who is running 1900 miles. That's all I'm going to tell you. The rest of it, you need to go listen to. Amazing podcast, amazing human being. Yep. By the time this has gone out, he, he'll be underway, actually. He's starting he today. It's starting today. Yes. Um, so so go check that out and see what he's up to. And then um, go check the, the event page and the charity that he's running for. It's an incredible story, incredible human being. Um, but this week's is going to be, we're, we're back to <laughs> BAU, us. business as it's usual. It's just us. <laughs> no inspiring people here at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's us. two normal dudes. <laughs> yeah, we, we can inspire the normals in our lives. Um but we've had, we've obviously had a little break from updating yeah. everyone about our journey and our progress. So I think there's a decent amount to catch up on. Um, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm perfectly happy. I, I think mine might be quicker than yours because you, you've been around a decent amount. Well, yeah. Not like I, that. I, hold on. <laughs> I was like, hold on, hold on a sec. I got my second vaccination. But other than that, um, <laughs> that, 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 yeah, I thought, oh, hadn't you gone to Bristol? <laughs> We did, yes. Yeah. So I'm uh, yeah, things up. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know who should go first. Do you want? Do you want to? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take lead. So go basically, we're gonna go back to the usual format, guys. Things have been things that are going to be. So, uh, my big piece of update is I went on training camps to the Lake District for it was eight days, I guess, Sunday to Sunday. Really milked it. Uh, I've never really done a training camp outside of a swimming one. So this was a very new experience. Never done it as like an adult, never done it kind of self-supported. Went up there. In summary, got absolutely spanked by a load of professional cyclists uh, <laughs> and ex-professionals. Like it's it's the most humbling experience being the small fish in the big ponds. Yeah. And I loved it. Like there's nothing better as an athlete than being the worst in your training group. So was it mostly um, cycling? In terms of being motivated. Yeah, so... It was mostly cycling. I did get a couple runs in, did get a swim in. It was mainly a cycling training camp. Uh, my stomach hasn't been good, as we all know, over the last couple of weeks. I have suspected Crohn's disease. So that's obviously a great addition to add to any endurance athlete's arsenal. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that. But I'm, I'm, I'm waiting some more tests and diagnosis. So my stomach was a bit all over a week. Um, but it was, it was, it was a huge week. It was a mm-hmm. huge week. In total, it was 850 kilometers covered with 12,000 meters of climbing. Wow. It was 32 and a half hours of training. Okay. Um, that, so yeah, someone who doesn't cycle, sounds like a long way, but yeah. Was it 32 hours? It is a long way. It's, it's 32 hours. Time, 32 hours of training. Time I can I can understand. That is crazy. Yeah. So you've had was, a week it off was, it was from big. work, right? To do that. Yeah. So I took yeah. the week off from work. Well, yeah, ba- basically, because if you think what a normal, a full working week is 37 and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how are you supposed to fit that in out, you know, around a normal job? I mean, you technically could. You could do kind of like seven hour days, Saturday and Sunday. But that would still leave you 15 hours to fit in on your Monday to Friday. And yeah, well, actually more than that, 18. And it would just, you just, when, you wouldn't be able to do when that are you with... going to fit in three and a half hours a day? Yeah, you can't do that with else. actual life commitments. Yeah. Absolutely not. So it was it was an incredible experience. Um I have never felt so fit in my entire life. Wow. Ever. And I have had some pretty high peaks, but I After feel just a week. 
so good on a bike. I feel, yeah, do you know what it is? It's because you can train really hard, but you can recover properly. So even on the longest of days, there was like a five-hour bike ride and an hour swim. Mm -hmm. I still have 18 hours of recovery. Yeah, yeah. Where I don't have to do anything. Literally nothing. There's no work. There's no life stress. There's no worrying about bills nothing like you just literally can sit and recover yeah tom kind of touched on and it makes a huge difference yeah it makes like the different types different types of stress like reducing those other types of stress that are in your life it means that recovery from exercise is easier because you don't have to worry about those extra factors yeah it's it is incredible and obviously i I used my whoop all week yeah um because i was i was really interested to see really interesting to see what happens to things like my recovery score and my resting heart rate and my heart rate variability etc my recovery scores were higher than they ever are when i was at home my resting heart rate was lower than it ever is Mm -hmm. when i'm at home um so literally i was recovering better training more and it was it was just it was incredible to see it i also was just eating all the time (laughs) i mean there was a day that was particularly revolting um and it, it was something like i had four pieces of toast with peanut butter honey and jam followed by two panel chocolates before i even got on the bike in the morning mm-hmm. then i had like three brownies and a cajun chicken wrap while on the bike with like a load of maltodextrin in, in my bottles then got back and had like three samosas a ham and cheese toasty then i had a whole garlic bread baguette 250 grams of pasta with 200 grams worth of like pork lardons for a carbonara essentially followed by mm-hmm half kilo tub of yogurt and some cereal woke up the next morning was still a kilo and a half down wow (laughs) i was just like this is this is disgusting i felt sick i felt like someone from charlie and the chocolate factory that was the issue but um it was a great week and i would recommend the lake district to anyone that wants to do a training camp whether it be running cycling swimming it's it is stunning and there's you can do it you can do it all there that's that's the thing so you think do you think you're going to have week-long training like breaks like breaks from work to do week-long worth of training going forward or is it going to be more like training camps and stuff now you're part of a team or how are you going to build this into your regular training program I'm or thinking if because working from home is going to continue yeah so working from home is going to continue so I'm thinking I could leave where I live on a Thursday night work from my airbnb in the lake district on friday and then i could ride friday saturday sunday and drive back down south sunday night so i could do kind of three day mini breaks okay and kind of get like a three-day training camp in it does Um, feel like that doesn't quite you're looking perplexed well you don't quite get the lack of stress from having the whole week to focus on just this one thing if you're also having to travel and fit it around work and i don't know it feels less uh focused doing it that way focused yeah i think the yeah unfortunately the you got to also balance it with the reality like i have a finite amount of holidays and i can't i have to use them for races as well so that's 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 the balance but you can do a lot of damage in three days in terms if you if you go for three days to train and you want to train three full days you in terms of yes your recovery won't quite be as good however a lot of the training stimulus that you're looking to get can be achieved in a very short period of time mm-hmm. um and if you planned it correctly where you kind of took thursday off went absolutely ham friday saturday sunday kind of like bind yourself 
drove back down Sunday, had a really easy day on Monday, the training stress um, that you'd build up over those three days would probably be enough to have made it massively worth it. Um, It's an interesting, it is interesting, because if you do three days of training instead of two over a weekend, the the third day of fatigue, it's like doing the back-to-back long runs. With the yeah, ultras, that's what I'm trying to think. Is having that third or second or third day of kind of fatigued training that you can really build a lot of fitness in. Yeah. So we'll have to see. I don't know. I I, I fell in love with it. I was looking at buying a house there. So <laughs> you know the house prices are ridiculous. We we'll get a top cheap. house. Like it's let's, just let's, insane. Let's yeah, chip we, in. We can just get anything. We can, we can get we can get a four bed with two car <laughs> garage and everything for two hundred and fifty grand. Yeah. Like it's just it's ridiculous. Like if you work, it's so affordable but um yeah it's um it was great so that was a big week i've got an easy week coming up it's kind of like a little bit of a deal i say an easy week i think it's nah. well i feel like every week now is going to feel massively underwhelming having gone from a 32 hour training week which i but think is a you, nice position to be in do you think you're going to scale back to like less than what you were doing two weeks ago or are you going to just scale back to what you were doing two weeks ago and it's going to feel like you're not doing as much because are you recovering after the, I the think full week or or what Yes, so I've I've had a full rest day today. I literally went for a short swim yesterday morning. It's okay. a bit of a deload week this week. Uh, I am racing on Sunday uh, down in Eastbourne. Um, so it's a European Championship qualifier. So it is a bit of a weird, easy taper week this week. So what, and then what, I don't I don't know what the plan what is, is going race? afterwards. Sorry. It's a qualifier. It's, um, is a try it's an Olympic distance. Yeah, it's a triathlon. So it's a triathlon qualifying for the European champs uh, next year in Munich. So we'll have to see. But I don't know what's going to happen with the training. It'll be interesting because I think now that I know my body can tolerate those kind of hours, granted with the extra recovery, if we kind of took half of that, say 16 to 20 hour weeks, how would my body How would my body deal with that on a more consistent basis? Um and it'll be interesting to see because I've definitely learned a lot in terms of like how do I recover well, how much yeah. more I need to eat when I'm training, um, and just little things that I hadn't really clocked onto and kind of neglected. And I think this week kind of really showed that um, what can be worked on. So I think I think it's probably going to go back to like twenty hour weeks, um, and I think okay. there's probably a lot of that's going to come back from getting back to running because I ha- I haven't been able mm-hmm. to run like my longest run. My longest run in the last month will be on Sunday and it'll be 10K um, because yep. stomach's just been so bad that I just can't get out. So the minute my stomach's sorted and I'm back on top of that, I think the training hours are going to ramp just because I can refill those running hours back in. Um, so we'll have to see. It's all very exciting. I'm, I'm excited to see the the kind of what comes of it because there's yeah. always a delayed reaction. So I won't be, the fitness from that camp won't have hit yet, but it'll start hitting later on this week after i've had these easy mm-hmm. sessions unless it kind of like set in so it's all it's all uh it's all very exciting so um cool. so yeah that's that's my update nothing nothing particularly related to ultra running apart from the ability to tolerate lots of miles in the legs which is i suppose a good thing um for country's capital because five hour yeah. days with two thousand meters on the bike that's not gonna hurt the the ultra also running like getting getting more to grips with calories and and recovery and stuff is also helpful like if you're yeah. figuring out more what you literally doing. kind of massively i think it showed me that i was massively under eating yeah on like a monumental level and like that i can eat a lot more than i think i can and not put on weight yeah. um 
and i think that's yeah it definitely showed to me the importance of just like prop just just can't be fussy or like picky and like you've I've got to get rid of this mental block of being like oh if i eat that i'm gonna put on weight because the reality is i won't no uh and there's like a whole body dysmorphia conversation to be had there in all sports but like it is something that i always struggle with even though i know on paper like this last month was 75 hours of training or something like fifty-eight thousand calories burnt on top of my normal energy requirements yeah. and like that's a lot of food like it's a lot of food and there's just no way that i put that amount away because i just get yeah. scared when i'm looking at another meal and i'm like this is getting silly now um and i think this week was really nice to just see that actually if i want it have it yeah and just get on with it well i think it's and, very um, it's key that no, within reason everything you were eating was like real food well mostly real food or or like it's, <laughs> it's had, all good i had 13 <laughs> chocolate brownies <laughs> <laughs> yeah but over the course of a week that's <laughs> fine so good and yeah they were so and, good well, i just tested one at every single cafe we stopped at <laughs> well that's great simple sugars though when you're cycling and when you're doing it endurance running and stuff like that's that's fine it's you're, you're not just yeah. eating loads of fast food all the time and you're not just like yeah. going completely crazy like everything makes sense right so it, it, it's yeah it gets to a point where you just actually need the calories. Yeah. Like, it'll be nearly impossible to not hit your macros in terms of getting enough carbs, protein, fats in. And at some point, it's like, you just need the sugar. And I had these moments, I think on the last day on the Sunday, I was up in the middle of nowhere, and it was really, really hot. And I'd gone through all my food, and I was like, oh my god, I've got another two hours left on the bike, and I am crashing so hard right now. I was like, this is actually getting scary. I had no yeah. phone service. And I was literally in the middle of nowhere, and then there was just a cafe. Like someone had set up a little mountain hut cafe and I was like, right, I'm going to slam two bottles of Coke, a brownie, get a load of water in me. And I felt amazing. Mm-hmm. I felt absolutely incredible afterwards. And that, that was like a massive turning point for me. I was like, actually, don't be scared of food. Yeah, Literally, don't be scared of it. It is there to help. It There is a reason that we eat. Utilize it. It's not a sign of weakness that you need to eat more when you're training. And I think that's always been a thing in my head where it's like, if I'm eating so much when I'm training, it's not it's not worth it mm. or it's it's a sign that i'm not fit enough to tolerate the workload without the need of extra food but this week i was like actually all of these guys that i'm cycling with are eating food all the time yeah literally all the time and they're I, they you know ex-pros right current pros etc and i'm like well if they're eating all the time i should be eating all the time yeah that is something that's very easy to miss if because we're obviously running all, all the time on our own or you're cycling as well and swimming but running on your own and trying to you do so much training on your own and then even during races i spend like most of the time on an ultra run on my own you just don't really yeah. you don't really understand how much people are eating how much like calories that they're, they're taking in and, and and then also people who don't eat solid calories but are downing these these uh energy drinks and stuff so it, that the amount of calories everyone's taking in is kind of a mystery and i know it's i don't know people make the joke about ultra running being a eating contests with some running involved which it's we all true. know but we don't really internalize yeah. that that you know you should no. supposed to be eating a lot of food and then also when you're training yeah when you're training more you, yes you want to be eating more and it you, helps the recovery yeah. i think that's honestly why i was recovering better as well was that i was just eating so much more yeah and i think it is one of those things where it's like don't be scared to eat don't be scared to eat properly to recover like you're better off recovering a bit more recovering properly and being a little bit heavier than under eating under recovering and getting injured yeah and that's like that's the balance with it so it was yeah amazing week 
I'd love to do it again. It probably won't be this year, um, just because I won't have the time with all the other racing commitments. And I'm excited to see, like, you know, what comes of it in the next couple of weeks. Like, I've got a race on Sunday, and then I've got a race on the 4th of July, and then it's all kind of the ball starts rolling now until yeah. until September. So it's all it's all very exciting. So mm-hmm. um, so yeah, Jamie, fill us yes. in with your. You've had a lot going. Yeah, you've had you've had a few things going on. So why don't you stuff. fill us in? So it's been about t- well, it's been two stuff. weeks since we've updated. So the f- since the last episode, episode three, two. Two, three? Three was our last three. one that we spoke. Um, I think I said, yeah, I was going to try and do a bit more running, a bit more walking, try and be more proactive in in, in re- avoiding injury, basically, and, and making sure I can be consistent. So I kind of did that a little bit. I mean, not really, but a little bit. I, I did a some, I did like a four mile run that week and then I did loads of walking. I think I, I can't figure out exactly how to track all of the walking but it was something around three hours every day um because i was working but like an hour at lunch and then two hours after work is about the average pretty much every day friday i got my second vaccine and then i got on the train to bristol which was super fun and i did some healy runs um so saturday yeah i know (laughs) i found some hills um which (laughs) I know it was the How plan. Are your legs feeling? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've not done they're like, oh my god, what is this? A hill? A hill? A hill? The I only know. Hill, you know, is London Bridge. <laughs> Literally, just... it was. Um, so I met. I met with um, a runner I know, uh, Flora, who's who's um, kind of a endurance runner, a- athlete in general, and an influencer person. Um, and I met her <laughs> at Run for Love three. Um, I think she's doing Run for Love four. She is. She's one of the. The, the brand ambassador people for that so definitely yeah. give her a follow uh food fitness flora i think something like that i'm, I'm a bad friend as well as us obviously. as well as us obviously <laughs> drink coffee run um max triathlete um but she lives in bristol and he's obviously a trail runner and and does loads of running and he's incredibly fast so i kind of reached out to the people i know in bristol and we organized a group run so that was super fun a just to hang out with other runners again which i hadn't done in, in quite a while yeah. And I got to meet uh, two or three new runners for Run for Love Four um, who are new to like the tribe stuff. So that was that was really fun as well. Um, but Christ, like the first mile or so, we ran. We ran up the side of the uh, the canal, the canal river, whatever it is. Um, yeah, up the side of this this canal, and then looped up into a uh, park forest field type thing uh, up a hill. The first up the canals, I was like, I kept up with Flora for a bit and we were like chatting and catching up and stuff. And then I kind of like slowly creeped towards the back of the pack of runners. <laughs> and then they got to one point and I was just like, fuck, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. And I had to, I had to like take a, take a walking break. Um, and I was like, Jesus, this, this hill, I'm just not used to hills at all. And the other runner I was with, uh, Natasha, was like, this is not the hill. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> so we I'm got to danger. the top and <laughs> we turned into the park, like foresty sort of area. And oh, my gosh. So I'm not used to hills. Um, I think the overall run was about 130 meters in elevation. So it's not even like yeah. super crazy. I mean, it was only, it was not, like a... That's... 
How long was the run? I th- I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was like a 10k or something. It took us about an hour. So Jamie, that's that. flat. I know, pretty <laughs> bad. So that's but flat. it was uphill, and then <laughs> the downhill bit was like um was like rocketing, just running downhill. That was quite fun. Yeah, it's um, very up or down. There's not. It's not very gradual. It's not a gradual gradient, is yeah. it? It's very roller coaster esque, Bristol, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So it was really fun. And it was really great hanging out with everyone. I think like it was it was great seeing Flora again, and uh, some of my friends in Bristol. I got them out on the trails, which which was fun because I know they they do some running but don't do much trail running. And then meeting the Run for Love runners, who I I did talk about the podcast a fair amount, so they should be listening to this right now. Hello, Natasha, Doug, and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was super fun. Um, so it was fun, but it was also like a, a stark, like, oh no, you don't know how to run up a hill. Um, so that was a thing. And then yeah, Sunday, lots more running, not uh, walking even, and just like general uh, hanging out in Bristol. And then on Monday before my train back, I actually woke up and a friend of mine was like, let's go for a run. We were like, yes. Um, and then on the morning, uh, she was like, I don't want to go for a run. And I was like, well, we, we're doing a run. We've, we've said it. So we're going to go. Um, and we, we've committed now. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And so we went to, um, oh, my brain is, my brain is completely gone. Where's the park? There's the park, Ashton Court. We went to Ashton Court Estate, which has, oh, yeah. that's where the Bristol 5 the park run is. Um, okay. It's like yeah. notoriously a a ridiculously hard park run like the that it's so steep like the elevation is crazy and um a friend of ours lives quite nearby and um took us on a run that he said was a relatively flat 5k um which which meant it was as much uphill as it was downhill elevation um somehow that means flat so Gosh. it was a 5k with 100 meters of elevation 106 up 105 <laughs> down that's that's punchy so that's that is punchy yeah and that's like i'll give you that one you can complain about that one being <laughs> that's like the toned down version of their usual park run um so we did that and that like went really well i think like you know a little bit of walking on the uphill but running for the most part and ended up kind of evening out but that's what you do do during a a, an ultramarathon anyway it's like you're very rarely running the uphills like yeah i mean i wanted to try just to to kind of see how my legs were at um and i think i got that that you know that feeling where you you do a really hard workout that doesn't go great and then you take a rest day and then you do another workout that's like similar intensity and it feels way easier and just way better yeah and so i definitely got that and that was like quite good from a confidence standpoint and it kind of like it, it reinforces like that I need to do more heels and that needs to be a focus. Um, Cause at the moment yeah. I can't run the, the marathon in September. But running the hills but... will make the flats easier yeah. anyway. So yeah, it's yeah, like, exactly. it's literally a win-win. I'll probably do more running hills in training than I will during a race. If that makes sense. Cause I want to just build the, the yes. muscles. But during a race. Hill I mean, repeats. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I need to do. I need to find an actual hill. I need to find like a hundred meter elevation hill and then just go nuts. Um, you don't need even a hundred. Like you can do flights of stairs. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky at the moment. I used to do flights of stairs. Well, I used to do parking garages in the Netherlands. You have no hills. Well, we're not. I mean, maybe places are open now. I'm trying. When to there's think. when there's a world, really there's a way. The stairs at the moment, but what about Primrose Hill? Yeah, I mean that's what everyone 
That's it's thing. a very small hill. Primrose it's hill, basically a mound. It's probably more like it's, it'd be more fun to go down to like Box Hill or something, which is a bit more of a journey. Like, Box Hill will be full of cyclists. Oh, that's true. That's true. But you never know. Yeah, and it's about two point two k to the top if you follow Box Hill on the tarmac. Yeah. Um, but I've never done it, and yeah, I feel like that's hyped. like the default hill in London that people like to do. Oh, it's not even in London. It's in Surrey. Yeah, well, it's close enough. Well, I guess I could also. It's go... a rubbish hill as well. I actually have major issues with these hills now, having been to the Lake District. No, Everything down here is not a hill. Well, so this is the other thing. Yeah. So that what we talked about two weeks ago, my Airbnb booking. So I have time off off work yes. now. I have. Uh... Oh, you've been given it. Yeah. So I've got time <laughs> off work, crazy. and I'm going to work from home, and I've got a laptop and all that stuff. So I'm ready to like do that, and that should have hills. That would have actual hills, and that's like my actual training for this September race will be good. Lots of hills, basically. Um... Class. But yeah, so that was Bristol. Was Bristol was really good. And I think it was fun to meet up with other runners. And I kind of do want to start doing that a bit more. I think oh, it's so lovely yes. and sunny today, but it is really hot. And so that does make me not want to do something too crazy. But group events in, in London might start happening again. So I should, I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Um, I think you should. Yeah, it is. It is. To be fair, with the fair, I have the most ridiculous tan lines. At the moment. <laughs> like that's the very, cyclist way. Very. Yeah. Can you can, can you see this? I can see. It's just. Yeah. There's just lines. My legs, in particular, are even worse. But it's it's nice when the sun's out though. But it takes it's that heat adaption again now going into the summer. Yes. Getting used to running when it's really hot. Um, yeah. And I know everyone's. If there's no one outside of the UK, they're like, oh, it's not that hot in the UK. It's it's twenty six Celsius today, which is it is warm. Like that, you can't you can't say that's not warm. And the UK is generally really humid because it's rained all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the stifling, sweaty heat. Yeah, that's not even that nice to run in. And I've turned my fan off to so record it's this early episode, early starts so. or late evenings. Oh, I know. Uh, to be fair, I'm in a small room with no windows open. The things we go through <laughs> to make sure that the content gets out on time, Jamie. Exactly. Just true, true martyrs. Exactly. So the other news <laughs> that I have. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my rest day. That's why. Yeah. I know well, you've got the rest. Oh, day more day. news. News. No, I more news. Bought a, I bought a whoop. It's happened. Um, oh, it's bought a whoop. We've we've all been buying things. I know. I've bought <laughs> so much stuff lately. But you bought. Um, you you've mentioned it twice, and apparently that's enough for me to buy it. So now I've bought a whoop. So I think we should explain what a whoop is because I didn't really know. I don't really know now. I still don't really know how it works. But <laughs> you've still got. You've just got one. I've got one. It's on my wrist. It's nice and green. Oh, it's a good color. Yeah. You chose a good color. I went for a green I rate one. That. Is that on your left or right hand? It's on my left. But left. I might swap it over. I don't know. Because at the moment, I, I, I've, I literally got it today. It arrived at like 1 p.m. Um, right. I wear it on my right because I always wear my watch on my yeah. left. So that's what I was thinking. But it would then cover my ever so lovely tattoo. So I'm not sure if I want to have like a strap. But it is green. It does it work. It is green. But kind of works. Still, still kind of works. if I'm wearing this forever, I'm going to end up with a ridiculous tan line across my tattoo. I don't want that. Don't do that. That would be I've ridiculous. Got... No, you don't want that. I swap them. I swap wrists occasionally. Okay. So maybe I'll do that. Even for a couple of days. Um, but, um, what is a whoop? A whoop, a whoop, a whoop ban. Oh, God. It's going to sound such a shill. This, I just want to clarify to anyone. This is not an advertisement. Yeah. Don't buy one. Don't buy one. Wait. Like another, uh, in a couple months time, I will then report back how I feel. Right. I've had one for eight months. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just, I, I continue to use it. Let's put it like that. Um, 
it's basically a recovery metric device. And yes, you can get very similar stats from Garmin occasionally with like body battery and stuff. The main the main difference between Whoop, Garmin, Koros, all of these other ways is pretty much how they present the information and like how it's presented as a usable metric. So the big thing about Whoop is that they have a strain score, a recovery score, and those two are pretty much the most important things. So resting heart rate and heart rate variability um, feed into that algorithm uh, that will calculate things like strain score and your recovery score. Strain score, they won't really explain how it works, but it's capped at a maximum of 20.9 theoretically per day. No one has ever gotten 20.9. Okay. Um, it's literally not possible. So it logarithmically gets harder to oh, get okay. a higher score. Okay. Um, so I had a couple of days last week where I had 20.6 as my Ooh. strain score for the day. Okay. And I was like, ooh, toast. <laughs> um, and it all, and it all feeds out, back into... Rec- go out for another uh, round. No, I was, but I was, I was just like, I'm not sure I could even... I'm not even sure I could boost it that much <laughs> higher. But um, the big thing about it, for me anyway, is that I've been using it, is recovery. So it tracks your resting heart rate and it tracks your heart rate variability, which is basically an indicator as to your heart's readiness to um, take on load or stress. Mm -hmm. And generally, the higher the number, the better. But it's a very personal thing. Um, It's almost like resting heart rate or max heart rate in a lot of people max heart rate doesn't mean that you're any less or more fit than someone it's just it's very individual to you as a person and the same goes with heart rate variability um so the first couple of days or even week that you've got it is basically just going to be learning you and what your baseline is yeah and then it will continue doing that over the next couple of months until it builds basically your physiological profile uh and then it can start it will basically just get more accurate with how recovered you are the more it gets to know you Mm -hmm. and kind of if you've exercised, what's the impact in terms of your resting heart rate and your heart rate variability, etc. The other good thing about it is that it has the journal. So make sure you turn that on. So every day when you wake up, you can put things in like, how much alcohol did you have the day before? How much caffeine did you have? What time did you have it at? And all these types of things. And it tracks those in relation to your heart rate and heart rate variability. And at the end of each week, it feeds back and it'll go, if you have four cups of coffee per day, <laughs> your resting heart rate increases by five beats per minute okay. average. If you have three, it's lower. If you go to bed b- before 11 o'clock, you sleep better. If you drink more than eight glasses of water, your resting heart rate drops X amount. Like it's really interesting. And it's been a massive tool for me to figure out like what actually works and what doesn't. So I know for me, alcohol doesn't really seem to affect unless I get absolutely binned like yesterday a glass or two of wine beer gin whatever doesn't does has negligible impact on my ability to recover to the point that it's basically the exact same as if i haven't had it the minute i have three or more things start to get a little bit different same with caffeine like if i have three cups of coffee per day everything changes so it's been really interesting to learn about trends and that's what the whoop is useful for is it's it's a trends device and you can figure out what works for you and just for you and that's why it's quite powerful you can probably get the same metrics from garmin etc but you can't track the same external factors the same way and it's even asking things like mood swings 
how are you doing mentally how are you feeling physiologically you know are you on any painkillers are you single are you sleeping in the same bed as normal are you sharing a bed you know like it's, it's all these other external factors that you don't think about and it just builds your profile uh and feeds back to you so that's why i quite like the whoop okay i got it yeah. i got it because it's quite I've powerful been... if you if you want to really use it I, I was just saying, I, I, I've got it because I've been doing loads of walking as almost like my primary exercise and I don't have anywhere to record that. And I I probably could put stuff on Strava, but I just can't be asked. So this seemed like something that was a bit more all round. And then again, it tracks sleep as well as activity. So it's kind of like both sides. Uh, yeah activity and then recovery and so i kind of like that it's idea. a 24 7 tracker so it's going to track everything isn't it yeah but yeah but i don't need yeah. something to tell me to drink less coffee i'm sorry that's not why it's not that's not what i signed up for um yeah no well it depends depends <laughs> drink too much coffee <laughs> uh wait it's, it's, it's too much coffee it's just... i am enjoying that coffee that you've recommended Ooh, yes. though that's good by the way they send some good coffee they send they send some good coffee i made so that's been much appreciated i made a big batch of cold brew yesterday and it's oh it's it smells so good um i woke up this morning <laughs> and because it was like I, I make like a big thing of cold brew like a good couple liters and i woke up this morning i could just smell it around my entire fat i just oh i love coffee so much it's so good Sorry, a couple liters of cold yeah, brew. Yeah, well, you know, I go through a lot of coffee, and I can't be asked to make it every day. So I've I've made like a whole big batch. And how strong? How long does it? How long does it keep for? Like a week, not that long. It's in the fridge. In how like strong a, is it? Uh, it's just coffee. It's cold brew coffee. I think I might have to add a little bit of uh, like water to like chilled water to it when I drink it. But it lasts a little bit around, around a week, maybe. I might. Can you send me a recipe? I might, I might give it a go. <laughs> I'll give, yeah, I'll, give it a go. I'll send you a link. It's very summary. It's very summary. Yes. So why not now? You know. Well, you if know, you're eating brew, um, maybe a little bit of oat milk in there, half a liter of uh, <laughs> yogurt, you could you could swap over to like affogatos. You know, the ice cream with espresso on top. Give that a go. Oh, stop doing this to me. <laughs> you can't do this. Don't do this to me. I don't want to get fat. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just... You are so skinny. It's not. It's not even. <laughs> it's, it's, uh. My mum, my mum really kicked off at me. Yeah. Um. She was so worried that I was losing too much weight. Ah, yes. I have a, I have a meeting tomorrow with a nutritionist. I forgot Ooh, about that. That's interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I have a meeting with a nutritionist tomorrow. Um. Slightly related, obviously, to like the Crohn's and the IBD, because my parents are getting worried and they want to like explore whether it's a dietary thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is because my diet hasn't changed for the last. 15 years and it's a whole thing but the other part of it is that i think they're now getting worried that if you're training the amount that i'm training they're worried that i'm missing something yeah in terms of like nutrients or food groups or whatever and i I generally eat really well like lots of veg lots of carbs good food like go to the market is i don't eat processed food really like at all um but I do have this meeting tomorrow with this nutritionist and it'll be really interesting to see what she says because it's a bit of a weird balance. Someone with Crohn's who's also training as much, mm. suspected Crohn's, who's also training as much as I am. And how would I possibly get the calories in on a, on a restricted diet? And that's yeah. what I'm interested in hearing. That's interesting. That's a weird one. Because like, obviously a lot of the time it's like cut carbs out, cut this, cut that. And it's like, that's great if you only need to eat 2000 calories a day if i'm eating 
four and a half thousand to five thousand yeah. on average. Yeah. How's that going to work eating watercress? <laughs> You're gonna be living off nuts and like seeds, you know? Yeah, but that's the thing, like I'm not some so some of these diets for like Crohn's and IBS, you can't have that. Oh, right. You can't have nuts. I don't really know too like, much about Crohn's. Fo- FOMAP, FOMAP diet? I don't know. I don't know much either. So this is the thing. I'm very well versed, obviously, in arthritis because I've had it for eight years or nine years. And like I know how it all works. Mm-hmm. But this is like another another thing now to deal with. And it's been mentally really draining. Um, worrying about it. I'm single-handedly bankrolling Imodium as a medication in this country, <laughs> I think, at the moment, um, which is concerning. And it's just, it's it's honestly, that's been the most draining thing of the last yeah. month. Not the training, not the work, not life, literally stomach issues and hospital appointments and like if i didn't have to deal with that i feel like i'd be in such a good place right now and i am in a good place i want everyone to realize that i am in a good place but it's just it is another thing now to contend with which Mm -hmm. going into race season after having had no issues for the last year and a half of lockdown why has it come now yeah like that is very frustrating to me i think it's good it's good Um, you're talking to an actual professional about it that'll be That'd be positive, right? Yes. Because they can give you a few different options. Instead of or... getting advice from Discord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No no self diagnosis. Someone would just injury. Someone would injury. Someone would just injury command me. Yeah. <laughs> just... yep. We are not professionals. Not Don't listen to us. But I will feed back next week okay. on what she says because it'll be really interesting um to know what she thinks and what diets should look like in that it's a bit of a niche situation. So I'm I'm really interested to see um what she has to say and what she recommends and how it would even work like would i get a diet plan would that be do i just get a list of foods to eat like how how does it how does it even work yeah like what what would the relationship be um at the moment moving forwards but you know at the moment i'm all for it are you like just cooking every day or are you like batch cooking meals or food prep or how i cook every day you cook every day okay I cook, yeah because yeah, i you know what i live on my own i've got two cats in the evenings after I finish training, it's like eight o'clock. Sometimes I really can't be bothered to cook yeah. for a long period of time. And I'll throw, you know, I'll go on BBC Good Food when I'm on the bike on the cool down and just be like 15 minute easy, yeah. you know, they're yeah, like yeah, 15 yeah. minute meals. And they're generally quite nice. They're healthy. Like it's easy to do. And I'll just whip up one of those. But I quite enjoy having the evening and having something to do in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, instead of just vegetating on the sofa, it's quite nice to cook. We've, um, we've worked from home. That's way easier as well. Like, without the commute it's yes. just so much easier to have that extra time to cook more yeah i would i would batch cook i just never know what to do in batch so okay. if anyone has any recommendations for food to bulk cook on like a saturday or sunday that i can easily freeze then please let me know because i i would probably like to get to a position where on a saturday i cook three different meals yeah for sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and then I can have a meal, a different meal every other day, well, I, basically. I do or a lot different. of, I do, I do a lot of batch cooking, but not really, I don't really meal prep so much, but I do like, I'll cook a, a week's worth of chicken all at once. And so that in my fridge, I have chicken and then in my fridge and freezer, or whatever, do a split so that throughout the week, I can just add that to different things like it, like, um, oh, so you do it like, okay. So I've got like two kilos of chicken thighs yeah. in the freezer. So you'd basically just cook all of those, prep them, and then whatever you made throughout the week, you'd have chicken ready to go. Yeah. So I'd do that. Because quite, I mean... That's not a bad this is This is a bit of a weird one, but quite often for breakfast, I just like having diced chicken and avocado, just because I like chicken and avocado 
Are you a dog? <laughs> it's protein. It's fats. It's nice. Add a little salt. You, why don't you throw an... Uh, to be fair, th- or to be fair, if you diced up some potatoes, you could do like a hash. There you go. You can do a hash. Um, quite often I'll do like scrambled eggs with added chicken because it's quite nice. Um, Ooh. But Yeah, no, that's delicious. And an avocado. Yeah. yeah no, I rate that. So I do that. I um, that. What I did today, actually, I cooked... So today I've, it's the first time I've tried doing this, but I boiled some chicken, like quite a lot, like, I don't know, a couple kilos maybe. Sorry, you boiled chicken. Yes. And then I like ripped it all up shredded it all up with two forks so it's like all in bits added a whole bunch of uh kimchi with wild garlic and like mix that all together and so now i've got this big tub in my fridge of this like shredded chicken that i can just add to wraps or to sandwiches or, or, or or salads or whatever so the trick is you've got to be okay eating bad. chicken every day <laughs> So I do mix it up. I'm fine eating chicken every day, to be fair. I've got a slow cooker, so yeah. I really should you do, do more. That. Like, there's no reason that I shouldn't. Do you know what it is? It's it's one of those. That I love I love eating good food. Mm-hmm. I love eating good food. I never know what to cook in bulk. Yeah, you've got to you've got to find. And that's stuff basically that the works. issue. I'm yeah. lazy. So so, so yeah. send me some recipes, Jamie. I'll yeah. Send me some recipes or some ideas, even if it is literally like bulk cook all your chicken but i might get the slow cooker out defrost some of this chicken thighs and then um i'll just i might just slow cook them tomorrow because then i'll have like shredded chicken yeah give it a go i basically i used to do a um a dr pepper pulled pork there's a lot of peas in that <laughs> um which bangs but you need to buy a lot of pork for that yeah um i think i have no that's that. yeah well i'll wait until this nutritionist and see what this nutritionist yes, says before i start defrosting all this food um will <laughs> be wasted otherwise but um no so that'll be an update for next week yeah um, diet is interesting there'll be a there'll be hopefully some big news sorry no no i'm just saying oh i was, I was just gonna say hopefully. diet is interesting it's interesting to me obviously i'm like it's really frustrating because i'm like trying to lose weight because the, the the lighter you are the easier it is to run and like I have weight to lose, unlike Max. So I'm trying to do that. But then also it's that trade-off with you you don't want to be under t- like taking in too few calories while you're training, because it just limits your training. And it, it, it is kind of a trade-off on like getting stronger yes. at running, but also getting into running. It's shape. a balance. Yeah. You need to do it slower. Yeah, that's you need thing. to do it slower when you're training, because you will bin yourself, basically. Which is counterintuitive because you think you'd want to lose it faster while you're exercising, but it just it won't work, will it? Mm-hmm. So, Jamie, I can always help you. <laughs> plan. Well, for now, <laughs> that's week five, everyone. That's week five. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Um, yeah, yeah. Have no, I thank mentioned... you, everyone, for. Um... Sorry. Ooh, what if you? Ooh, what have you potentially forgotten? Have I mentioned everything? I think I have. Sorry. No, I was just looking through my notes. I, mean, I did do some drinking this last week. That was one thing. Because <laughs> I've not been drinking this so, year. So, I, yeah, neither. We both did that. Yep. Yes, I, I drank more yesterday than I think I have this whole year combined. Oh, yeah. I had, we had five pitchers, five five-point <laughs> pitchers of Pims on South Bank. I started at 12.45 with a Negroni yeah. and a salmon plate in Barrow Market. <laughs> Literally. Well, this like, is the problem. I got, I got home at midnight. And so yeah. It was just... I went to a place with cocktails for the first time I had had a cocktail. It's the first time I had Ooh. someone else make me a cocktail since the lockdown. And oh my God, our bar tab was unreasonable. <laughs> so good. So good. No, there's yeah. no such thing as... Do you know what? After this whole year, I just didn't even care. Yeah. 
I just I just didn't care anymore. I was like, I haven't spent the money upon up, up, um, bikes. But like, I was just <laughs> like, you know what? It's the sun is out. London was heaving yesterday. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely nuts. It felt like the old days, and it was weirdly nice. But we, yeah, just it doesn't matter anymore, does it? Because you're like, well, I'm not paying for commuting. I've saved four and a half thousand pounds a year not commuting. Yeah, I've saved. How less insane than that, is that? But I've also bought lots of things. This it's is a problem. I, you just the problem is you can only use excuse. Nice once. chair, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Nice chair, nice. Whoop. I've been looking at, I've been looking at chairs. I've been looking at chairs. They're so expensive. I know. <laughs> Why are chairs so expensive? But it's it helps but with it's recovery. Also worth it. Recovery, right? Yeah, but you're also sitting in it if you're working from home a lot, yes. and you can get a tax write off on it. So, you know, wow, this has turned into a tax advice oh, session. We are not, not uh, advice, not advice, <laughs> not advice. Just <laughs> clarify, not advice. Yeah. Um, anyway, guys. That's that's it. Otherwise, it's going to turn into another hour and a half epic. Jamie yep. and I, Jamie, Loy? Jamie and I always have far too much to talk about for no good reason. I know. Um, apart from the fact that we are uh, keeping you up to date with the unplanned plan as it reveals itself towards the window. Ah, uh, uh, country to capital. <laughs> um, Wendover, you've got year. your old ultra on your uh, mind. Hopefully, yeah. I was like Wendover. It starts in Wendover. It starts okay. in Wendover. Um, but as always. Don't forget to, well, if you're listening to this on uh, Apple, leave a little rating review thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere else, just drop it a like and uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram to keep it in the loop with our journey as it progresses. We'll be back next week with more news, more training and uh, more good vibes. Until then, stay healthy, stay happy.